Hi everyone, welcome back to our weekly show where we ask the what if question to picture a world we can help create together. To our regular listeners, glad to have you back and to the ones who have newly joined us, hope you're here to stay. Today we are talking about an invisible population, our caregivers. A caregiver's role is not only limited to providing care, but it takes on multiple responsibilities. And that tends to cause them prolonged stress, anxiety, and interpersonal conflict. And this is just a part of what they face in their caregiving journey. Maitri Nikvekar, founder of Advekar Foundation, tells us more about why it is important to start recognizing needs of all caregivers. So, Advaika started because of a personal story where mm-hmm. um, when I was growing up, my father suffered from alcoholism and which is, I mean, if anyone knows anything about addiction, it, they know that it's a very isolating disease. So, growing up, we were isolated, it was stigmatized and whenever we tried getting him help, it was always, um, you know, how to help him in the best way possible, which is needed. I mean, all patients need that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my sort of uh, teenage years, it was always like nobody's really asking us, asking my mom and me how we are doing. Right. Nobody really cares. I mean, they were possibly really selfish thoughts. Uh, but uh, as I grew up, it was always you know, nobody's asking about us. And I, hmm. at that time, at about, it was the whole childhood, but at about 18, I was like, I want to do something for um, families like mine. Uh, families that are struggling with someone who has alcoholism or addiction in their family. Mm-hmm. And work with these members who are sort of invisible. Right. And as I grew up, as I got my degree and, you know, I mean, psychology was always part of that story. I mean, as I started working, I realized all caregivers, all people who are taking care of someone are almost invisible. And it sort of got me thinking of whether I want to work just for families who are suffering with addiction or whether I want to do it across all health issues. Uh, And I realized that I don't want to just keep it for people who have addiction in their family as difficult as that sort of decision is it's it's also needed because caregivers are invisible caregivers do not realize um that they can and they should seek Mm -hmm. support so yeah that's where Advaika sort of was born uh, when I was 18 I guess (laughs) thank you for sharing that I think the questions in hindsight you said that they were selfish but I think it has given birth to such an important initiative and you said that you work with families and individuals who are caregivers themselves who else forms a part of this ecosystem and um, apart from families and caregivers do you also then work with professional caregivers do they also come into the yeah 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 so what I realized very, very early on in the journey of Advaika mm-hmm. uh, is that there are sort of multiple levels of caregivers, right? So that, right. like you said, there are professional caregivers. 
and mm. there are the family members then there are systemic caregivers in a way we work with family members of course so parents spouse children you know mm-hmm. across all family members relatives and we also work with your professional caregivers so your doctors nurses nutritionists okay. therapists everyone so we work across these two um, forms of caregivers and when you say when you say uh, you work with them how exactly does that play out so what we do is we provide support groups and we we are a mental health organization so we try and sort of provide everything under the purview of mental health so if if someone wants to know something about a disease that's not where we come we are the ones where we we provide anything under the scope of mental health that we can do so we do art therapy we do individual therapy we do talk therapy mm-hmm. uh, all modalities one is the support group that we do with both these groups of caregivers they run parallelly there are different issues faced by these groups so the professional caregivers will have different sort of issues and the family caregivers will have different mental health issues so they are separate groups that we run mm-hmm. again and then according to the sort of health issue at hand again the issues may differ slightly and we also provide individual counseling so if someone within the group feels that they require an additional sort of help mm-hmm. or they don't want to do support groups they they are not comfortable with coming for the support groups but they are willing to come for individual counseling so they can do that as well so it's so it's a space where we don't really force anything on the caregivers it's as per their comfort level Uh, and we realized that that's what works best with them because caregivers by the, their very nature are extremely stressed out so if i as a professional come in and say oh you mu- you must you know attend like five support groups yeah uh, you know even though i may at some point know that achai is going to help me but i don't have the brain space i don't have the time i don't have the resources mm. to sit for these five uh, support groups or whatever this person is providing so we we leave it up to the caregiver you can come in for 10 minutes you can come in for 15 minutes you can come in for the support groups you can come in for individual counseling it's it's really up to you and okay. we realize that when they start when we give them that freedom it works far better than when we force something on them yeah so yeah that's how we work that goes for all sets of uh, groups where anything imposed or forced on you doesn't really have that right. effect as opposed right. to when you give them the choice this yeah. is something that is that is for you it may help you and just yeah. come join in so in creating that safe space for the caregivers i'm sure you have had to work with lots of people over the years if you think back if you had to recall some of the heroes of advika and and the ones who have really helped foundation come as far as it has who would you say they are and um, how have they been invaluable to what you're doing i guess it's cross all um avenues i guess so there are heroes that are the caregivers themselves right the other heroes are the funders who choose to fund us then there is the management of our ngo partners you know who sort of recognize that caregivers are an important uh, bunch you know and and helping them is going to lead to better care for the patient themselves Yeah. So they have to I mean it's it's all across each party has to recognize their importance for this to work 
uh, because caregiving and caregivers are absolutely invisible they themselves don't recognize that they need help and it's considered selfish to ask for help in a lot of cultures mm-hmm. it's expected out of you then to have someone come in and give you that support and then to actually seek that support it's it's a big big uh, overall overhaul of your belief systems so making that journey is very very tough so yeah so caregivers funders and management mm. and my own therapists as well so deliver the programs of course if chronic diseases and mental health disorders continue to rise Caregiving becomes a vital necessity for the patients enduring these conditions. An invisible population does not need to be a helpless population. If they are nudged towards recognizing their own needs to take care of their body, mind and spirit, it can help all caregivers to supercharge themselves and provide the best possible care. Now that you've been working since 2015, what are some of the wins that you have celebrated as a team? And you know these these small or big moments of joy that uh, you like to share with maybe your team or outside your team. So for us, our wins are very very like they may seem absolutely small and irrelevant, but they are wins for us nonetheless. For us, a win is when a caregiver recognizes their own needs mm-hmm. and is accepting of that need and is willing to sort of incorporate their need. So I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. We worked with a mother um, of a child who had autism. I mean, absolutely distressed because this kid had severe autism, mm-hmm. uh, which means his, you know, daily functioning was a, a task. She had no space of she had no space for herself. She had no identity. Uh, she had sort of totally given into that identity of being a mother and being a caregiver for her child and then she started coming in for these support groups she learned about self care and emotional management and seeking out help support you know building your network and things like that and um and she also did individual counseling i remember through this it was about i i would say 3 months that we worked with her and at the end of that three month period we we asked her you know like just for feedback sake what 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 would you say is the change that you see in yourself she was like now i wake up and i have my 15 minutes and i make my tea and i sit for my 15 minutes of chai and that's my me time and that's my alone time and i wake up just 15 minutes beforehand of that 15 minutes to sort of just collect myself to sit with myself and earlier i would think that was selfish of me how can i do that uh, and there was a lot of guilt around it but now i re- realize that i can do it and i should do it uh, so i do it <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and it me it sort of fills my fills my bucket of emotional health so so for us that was such a big win because uh, this was a lady who had almost you know no sense of personal boundary and personal needs mm-hmm. and or to recognize that oh i can actually take out 15 minutes then have my cup of tea and that's not being selfish yeah you don't have to feel, feel guilty about it or shame around it so yeah for for us wins are like these things like when you know uh, caregivers come to us and tell us oh i asked my neighbor to help me with groceries i was able to talk to my husband and seek help and he agreed and we're we're sort of 
figuring that out now you know those kind of things for us are are wins i think those are big wins I and mean, you said they were <laughs> for us for us they are very big wins <laughs> yeah they are very big wins just when 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 the support you're offering and the person you're offering to comes back to you and gives you that kind of feedback it just yeah Yeah. really pushes you forward and i think that's beautiful yeah so we but, don't really look yeah. for like the big impact ones you know yeah, we look for really small thing because it's a yeah. very very pervasive uh, issue speaking of personal boundaries and you said that many cases the caregivers they they don't realize that uh, they have personal emotional needs and they always keep recipient of the caregiving uh, before yeah. their needs now as a therapist yourself and also leading a team of therapists how do you guys take care of yourselves because i know that offering that kind of support and assistance and help and mm-hmm. guidance also takes a lot on you how is it that you are on this journey each and every day with that the uh, positive mindset you bring to your so i was quite lucky in a way to have really great mentors and teachers who sort of instilled in me the importance of self care Mm-hmm. So there were a couple of mentors that I had who almost drilled into the idea that if you're not up for a session, if you're not up taking a client or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you can't say no. And for me, that was a big learning because I was like, no, but they need help. Like this was very early on. No, but they need help. I'm in the helping profession, and how can I say no? And you know, yada yada yada. But very soon, I came to realize that I have to, I have to make sure that I take care of myself. So we all, as therapists in the team within the team, have excellent self care routine, and we have to maintain that. We we can't. I mean. it's a struggle yes it is mm-hmm. a struggle you know and sometimes we don't get to do it or whatever but we do keep coming back things that are under self care for us so you know like something as simple as mm-hmm. say at 6 not responding to email you know or weekends are with your family meditating whatever it may be going for therapy so we have this uh, mental health insurance it is almost mandatory for you to go for therapy i mean i am a firm believer of if you're in the helping profession mm-hmm. if you're a mental health professional you cannot not go for therapy mm-hmm. for me it's extremely just logical and common sense you know you're a therapist you need to go for therapy therapy is sort of almost mandate <laughs> you know it's not forced obviously it's not forced uh, but it is highly 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 recommended in i think in every journey and in everyone's journey these wins don't come without a lot of learnings some would say yeah. they are challenges but i don't like using the word challenges i just <laughs> i just believe that every challenge teaches you something so what are yeah. the learnings that you have had um So one of the biggest learnings is that you will find the right kind of people to support you. Okay. And it may take a hell lot of time for that to happen and you might have to knock on a lot of doors mm-hmm. before that help uh you know comes along or you are able to sort of find that person or organization but to wait for it right. you know a lot of times what happens especially with new organize i mean with sort of social enterprises or just someone who's starting out as a new entrepreneur not mm-hmm. necessarily social but there's a lot of anxiety a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. of will the person get it what i'm offering is important you know that needs to be communicated uh will they fund etc etc and given that i work with caregivers my roadblocks became a lot harder because i'm unwilling to work with patients <laughs> okay so to say. 
so it became harder at that time i guess mm-hmm. to sort of say keep saying that you know what i don't want to not not that i don't want to work with patients but it's more that the caregivers are the real people who need the help and the patients have the required support system so if you strengthen your caregivers you can provide better care i had to be very very patient mm-hmm. one i had to really stay true to what i believe in mm-hmm. because it is very very easy to sort of get carried away with the other needs i mean there, there's no limitation of the needs in the social entrepreneurship world i mean so say for example just the caregiver space caregivers need finances caregivers need resources caregivers mm. need uh, you know possibly uh, you know daily living items like food and groceries and things like that caregivers need uh, treatment facilities so being sort of unwilling to help on those fronts and saying ki you know what i'm this is my forte my mental health is my forte and that's all i can do and i'd like prefer to do that to the best of my ability you know than get on a person who can provide food get on a person who can provide funds who can you know xyz mm-hmm. so that you run the risk of sort of spreading yourself too thin and i think that's one of the biggest learnings for me to sort of wait it out to sort of keep narrowing it and staying true to what what you have thought of what your vision is because there will be a lot of people who will say who will come and be like oh you know what i'll give you like 10 lakh but i want you to also provide food or medicines or whatever and and then you have to like really be like uh don't want to really provide food or medicines but mm. do not also want to say no to the 10 lakh <laughs> you know so uh it it's a hard battle it it's it's a really hard battle to fight but wait it out is all i can say i think those are very important learnings and something that i relate to as well yeah. it's so easy especially in today's world where information is so accessible so easy to get swayed by right. um what other people think or say or express as yeah. best practices but yeah yeah i think that's those are very important thanks thanks for sharing that stay true to your vision i would yes. say What, yes. whoever whatever whatever that vision um now that you look ahead i know you've told me that due to covid um you have paused advika's operation at the moment but yeah looking ahead say in a post covid world what do you envision yeah. for the organization so what covid has i guess fortunately done i don't know for i don't know if fortunate is the word i would go for <laughs> but uh, it's brought up the mental health space exponentially oh yeah definitely it's sort of you know really put the spotlight on how important mental health is in a post covid world i would imagine that people have recognized the importance of mental health for caregivers as well and mm-hmm. it's happening i can i can see that happening i'm hoping that there are more funders willing to fund this space more willing to say you know what yeah patients need the money but so do caregivers because currently what the thing is is uh, say i can fund you know xyz patients treatment mm-hmm. versus a caregiver's mental health needs okay. who do you think i'm going for yeah it's going to be the patient yeah so funds are are tough uh, but i'm hoping that that sort of changes and helps us to sort of bring in more resources so that we can take off and then restart that's a that's a good point and 
while the recognition of mental health and well-being is very different at a global scale and yeah. when you zoom into india the context is also yeah. very different it is important and i'm i'm glad that that awareness has been influenced thanks to digital yeah. media yeah. nowadays all right so we come to the what if question and um, <laughs> like i said this question is just a way for us to really start thinking about how things can be different and if they are different right. how can they help us create that world together mm. so keeping india's context in mind okay what if you had the opportunity or you had the power let's use yeah. that word what if you had the power to turn up or down a lever that normalizes mental health care you know the act of seeking mental health care mm. in our community how would you do it and what would that be that's damn cool <laughs> <laughs> i almost feel like superman yes <laughs> if i had the power to destigmatize mental health what what would that look like like it's i almost feel like you know rainbows and unicorns would exist <laughs> that happen like it, yeah. for me it's that magical I would like to create really really competent mental health professionals. Okay. Because I don't think India has gotten there yet. Like the need is there. I mean, the stigma is reducing and whatever whatever, but uh, we 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 really need some empathetic professionals. And in your experience, why do you think like you said the need is there, the need exists, but on the other end there are not enough in number or let's say in um, competence to solve that need why do you think that gap exists it's i guess multiple things one is um we're still coming out of the whole doctor engineer architect mindset mm-hmm. uh you know so that's one aspect but that's changed drastically my generation sort of had more freedom than the previous ones yeah but it's still like art sisters hmm are you not intelligent enough yeah. so there's that element so there's not like ha huh, you don't become a doctor or engineer but take you know commerce or science like why would you want to take art yeah. uh, what are you really going to do with art so that there's that one element second is our our education system values rote learning so when a person comes out of the education system they are almost like a machine yeah who have uh, swallowed books and who have vomited out those books retention is an issue mm-hmm. so then these people go out and sort of do the work that they're meant to do and the learning happens on the job the learning unfortunately does not happen when you're meant to be learning when you're in the education system in fact i also think yeah. on the job a lot of unlearning happens so whatever yeah, you've yeah. learned you Absolutely. probably have to throw that out of the window Absolutely. unlearn and relearn to yeah, actually absolutely. do a good job absolutely so your first 2 3 years i mean especially as a mental health professional you're just like what the hell is happening yeah this was not in my books and and you're de- dealing with lives i mean you're a paramedical professional so i like it baffles me it baffles me and then it just angers me but um. it is what it is but uh, yeah so so we have to stop creating machines when it comes to paramedical professionals Okay so another question that I like asking is yeah. about gratitude something you probably already practice in your life what are you grateful for uh today or life in general <laughs> either either or it's up to you <laughs> um 
today i'm grateful for the view that i have from my room i'm grateful for that and in life in general i am surprisingly grateful for my experiences as painful as they may have been i am here because i had them while some would consider caregiving a duty in their personal or professional life it is time to recognize that it does not come without its challenges it is time to normalize seeking mental health care and create that safe non-judgmental space it is time to build a mentally healthier society that is allowed to take those 15 minutes in a day to truly enjoy their cup of chai all right friends that's all from us in today's episode if you or someone you know wants to know more about caregiving support get in touch with methri all links are in your episode notes we are always keen to hear your thoughts suggestions and feedback you can write to us or find us on twitter or facebook the best way to grow a community of change partners and amplify stories of impact is asking your close ones to join in share this episode with them and until next time stay safe and ask yourself what you are grateful for today <laughs>